what it will be like when I walk by your side. I can only imagine what my eyes will see when
topics that included the work of the Holy Spirit. Today, he will cover a topic that is directly related to the work of the Holy Spirit, and that is spiritual gifts and service. The next voice you would hear after the worship is sung is Pastor Leor's. Let us open our hearts and be ready to receive the blessing that God has in store for each one of us through his servant. Imagine yourself in the Bible days. There were some men working on a building, and there were some lambs playing on the ground. Well, one of the men lost their balance and fell. They landed on the lamb. The lamb died, and the man lived. I don't know about you, but I'm so glad Jesus caught my fall. Who would have thought a lamb would save us? Who'd ever thought a lamb would die for me? Who'd ever thought a lamb would change my life? I never knew a lamb would save me. I never knew a lamb would stick my claim, lamb that was slain, took all my pain, price he paid, sacrifice he made, who'd ever thought a lamb, glory to the snow, Lamb of God, pure and holy, passion so strong, he took the cross for me, Lamb that was slain, took all my pain, price he paid. Sacrifice he made, who'd ever thought a lamb? Glory to the lamb. Hallelujah to the lamb. I sing glory. Precious Lamb, Lamb that was slain, 
took all my pain price he paid sacrifice he made who'd ever thought it would be a lamb glory to the lamb I'd sing glory, precious lamb, lamb that was slain, took all my pain, price he paid, sacrifice he made, who'd ever thought a Glory to the Lamb. Glory to the Lamb. Glory to the Jackson for that song. What a message. Who would have thought the lamb would have saved our souls? We serve a good God, amen? And I'm so glad to be in the house of the Lord. What about you? I'm excited to see my sister, Megan. Um, this is Melissa. All M's. Simone, stand up. You know that's what I wanted to do. Yes. Now, Simone is back with us from Afghanistan. A real soldier. Thank you, Simone. So that's one reason I'm excited, uh, because the Lord protected and brought back to us one of our own. Amen? Amen. Amen. And and uh, uh, I'm also secondly excited because my son slept through the night for the first time. <laughs> Glory. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. I, I got this man. I had to go by and look, see if he's okay. And he was. And we got up and did some walking, Sister Brown. We walked. 5.30, we got up go walk. It was cool out there. Because we slept through the night the first time in nine months. Hallelujah. Woo! Yeah. So I'm a little, I'm a little energized today, if you don't mind. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I want you to stand with me because I have all this energy. And it's going to come off of me on you. And uh, I want us to read John 8, verse 31, um, talking about the lamb and our responsibility to the lamb. Very short verse. 
John, I'm, I'm reading from Miko's Bible. Amen. <laughs> yes. Yes. The Bible says, To the Jews who had believed him, Jesus said, If you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. Amen. Father, thank you for the word today. Amen. Please be seated. All right. Thank you, Sister Brown. Musicians appreciate that. The word today is pretty short and to the point. To the point. There is a reason. Jesus, Haley, called disciples and not just believers. There is a reason Jesus called disciples and not just members of the Pruitt. <laughs> Jesus called disciples because disciples don't have to be entertained. Jesus called disciples because they don't have to, Elder Brown, be begged. You know, we need teachers for our teens. And <laughs> disciples don't, you know, Jesus called them because, because disciples don't have to be prodded, you know, or tricked, or bought to do something for, for Jesus. There is a reason Jesus called disciples. Disciples are filled, consumed with the Holy Spirit. They can't wait. They're just looking for an opportunity. Listen to me today. Looking for an opportunity to do something for Jesus. <laughs> So the subject that I'm dealing with today, whenever it's serious, I tend to, to laugh. The subject that I'm dealing with today is talking about us. What have we been doing to advance the kingdom of God here at Abundant Life? At this church, we have a variety of different things that are going on. Uh, children's ministries, Steve. We, we, have, <laughs> we have AY. We have the deacons doing their thing. We have elders doing their thing. But it always seems to be the same group of people that we beat. We just keep working them, you know. <laughs> Almost like we just want to work them to death. The same group of people doing most of the work, Darren. And it makes me wonder. I'm wondering if it's because we don't have equal opportunity to do something. Could it be that, that you don't have the opportunity to minister at Abundant Life. 
Mm. But, but more, I believe, it is because the reason we don't do more, it has more to do with our conversion and not opportunity. There are believers in every church. There are members in every church. <laughs> and there are disciples. Believers like to wait for the fish and the bread. But disciples are fishermen. Members tend to frustrate themselves about the budget and the finances and we don't have enough and, and what are we going to do? Disciples tend to use the circumstances as opportunities to do more work for God. They just see it as an opportunity to exercise their faith. Disciples are consumed. What did I say? Consumed with the Holy Spirit and want to advance the cause of Christ in by any means necessary, if you like. Now, since all of us have been blessed by God, you would uh, think that all of us have gifts and, and talents that could be used by God. All of us. All of us have gifts that could be used by God. You don't sound like you're sure, so, so, so. Uh, we need to look at the word. How have you been using the gifts, again, to advance the kingdom? God blessed you with employment and means, and you're doing nothing to advance the kingdom of God. You don't return tithe. You're not faithful in the stewardship. So what are we doing with our talents as stewards of God to advance the kingdom? You may feel a little uncomfortable, but that's all right. Just say amen anyhow. Amen. Yeah, just get excited with me, you know. Even if I'm talking about you, just say amen, pastor. Amen. That's all we know. Maybe it's not you. <laughs> just say amen. Anyhow, yeah, yeah. The water of life may be free, but the plumbing costs, Sister Richie. We're not just fish in an aquarium to be tended and fed on time. <laughs> so what have you been doing with your gift to advance the cause of Christ? Do you know the only reason we are breathing right now is to exercise your spiritual gifts? Turn your Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And today we're going to look in, we are going to look in the Word of God. Take out your phone if your Bible is on it. I want you to look at the word with me. Come on and say amen, Tiffany. Yes, yes. Look at the word with me. First Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 4. 
And then I'm going to read verse 7, okay? Don't look at me. Look at the Bible now. Yes, 1 Corinthians 12. Give it to her, Sister Miko. Give it to her. 1 Corinthians 12. Four. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Bible says there are diversities of gifts, but the same spirit. There are differences of ministries, but the same Mm -hmm. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. Everyone has the manifestation or sign of the Spirit given by God to reach the world. We are not just here at 1720 North J Street to have fun with each other. We are here so that men and women, boys and girls, would be saved in the kingdom of God. So all of us have been given the spirit. So no more excuses now. All of you, all of us have gifts. At least you have one gift. And if you don't know your gift, I promise you, we're going to find out by the end of July. Yeah, yeah. We are going to find out. Acts 2, 41, 46. Acts chapter 2, 41, 46. Yes, get, drink that word in. Drink it. Go in it, smell the pages. Some of them have been caressed all week, so look at them. Mm -hmm. Turn them. Yes. Acts 2, 41, 46. The Bible says, then those who gladly received his word were what? Ah, that's why we get baptized, because we love the word. Yes. And that day, about 3,000 souls were added to them. So, continuing... Daily, continuing daily with one what? Accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, hence prayer meeting in July, house to house. Hallelujah, yeah. They ate their food with gladness, watermelon, hallelujah, yes. And simplicity of heart, praising God and having favor with all people. And the Lord added to the church daily, those who were being saved. The real church, everything that we do here is not about how many of you are here on Sabbath morning. We love it when you come. But it's not about this. It's not how much of you turn up for your blessing. But what have you done lately for Jesus? What have you done lately? When the Bible says the, the early believers were consumed, they did something. They were daily involved in the cause of Christ. When we are consumed by the Holy Spirit, we, abundant life, will be a church of the daily. Say daily. daily. Yes, daily. I know you're uncomfortable. I planned it that way. And that's all right. 
Tell your neighbor it's okay to be uncomfortable in church. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were not given our gifts, our spiritual gifts, to admire them, to caress them, and to, oh, look at me. God gave you your spiritual gifts so that he could mold you and work you out and allow you to look like him. He wants you to look more like him, to have his mind, so that he may grow more and you decrease so that he could increase. Christ Object Lessons, page 355, Sister Dabney, page 355 says, the Lord in his distribution of gifts, gifts is testing character. Testing character. Testing character. Testing character. So if you have the gift of leadership, best believe God is going to use you and to test you and to try you and to bring out your impatience and your old ways and habits so you could become more like him. If you can sing, sing. Make sure you sing in tune. Yeah. And don't be jealous of anybody else's gift. I can't play like Sister Robin Brown. She plays like, 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 like a nightingale. She plays really good. She, I, she can make me sound good. I just come up here singing any old note, and she just boom, 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 bring me down there and let me sound real good. And don't be jealous of anybody else's gift. You know, Wintley, Wintley, Wintley Phipps. Amen, and he goes deep. He goes, great is thy fail. I can't do that. I, I, I can't. God didn't bless me with that deep baritone. You know, that would be a put on for me. I don't have it. So, should I be obsessed with somebody else's gift? No. God gave me my own gifts. Christ Subject Lessons 356, 356. Write it down, write it down. There are really no non-essentials in the Christian's life. Our character building will be full of peril while we underrate the importance of the little things, Erica, the little things, the little things. Even if you have got but one gift, Brother Jackson, use your one gift. I wish I was like Jezreel Brown, who could, who could play and sing at the same time. But I don't have your gift, Jezreel. But guess what? Thank God I don't have that gift, man. <laughs> I tell you what. You are more accountable for your two than for my one. <laughs> There's more responsibility placed on him, Elder Brown. He's got two, and I may have one. Lord, thank you for my one. 
and some of you got three and four. I, I know a brother. I, he's not here today. But this man has so many gifts, I'm afraid of him. He has gifts. Let me tell you. Just give him, just, just mention something. He's part of the reason we have these tablets. Up. I just tell him, I, I say, listen, I'm trying to do this thing. And I, oh, I know what you want. I say, you do? <laughs> say, yes. And I say, just give me a few hours. Give me a few moments. Brother came back with 10 different ways in how I could get that thing up there and how it could look. Some of you are blessed with a dozen or more gifts. You're going to be held accountable for those. <laughs> oh, yeah, you can teach and you don't teach. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're going to be held responsible for your gifts because the Bible says if you bury your gift, you, even if it's your one gift, God is displeased with you. Christ Object Lessons 359, and I'm quoting again. Wherever we may be, Christ bids us take up the duty that presents itself. There is a danger. Are you listening to me? There is a danger, Abigail, in not using your gift. If you don't use your gift, you are going to lose it. In fact, Christ Subject Lessons 364 quote says, He who refuses to impart that which he has received will at last find that he has nothing to give. He is consenting to a process that surely dwarfs and finally destroys the faculties of the soul. Matthew 25, 14 to 30 tells us, God took the one talent the brother had. He took it from him because he would not use it. He buried his gift. There's a reason some of us are so frustrated and bored to death in church. There's a reason you're so depressed and overwhelmed by problems in your life, emotionally and physically. If you would just take a little moment to, 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 to use your spiritual gift, I promise you that some of your problems and temptations that you have would just vanish away. If you but use your gift but something is missing in your life. You want to know what it is? I'm talking to your church. Do you want to know what's missing? See, when you're not plugged into the Holy Spirit, you can tell, you know. You can tell. Abundant life, you can tell. Visitors, you can tell. When you're not plugged into the Holy Spirit, you don't want to be no disciple. You are content to being just a believer. You are content to be just a member. Receive the offering. You're just content with just coming in and sitting down and finding something wrong with everything you see. 
But when you're connected now on a higher level, when you're plugged into the Holy Spirit, then you know you, you, you just can't help yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The sermon title is, you know, sermon title is, Said I Wasn't. That's a sermon title. Said I Wasn't. Yes. Said I Wasn't. When you're connected now with the Holy Ghost, there's something that keeps you going. There's something that you can't help yourself. You've just got to share Jesus with somebody. I was playing soccer. I was playing soccer. Get some exercise, right? Oh, no. Yeah, man. Because you know you pastoring, you got to get some exercise, brother. Or you go crazy, man. You get old before your time. You look old, real old. Lose your hair, man. You've got to get some exercise. Get physical, you know what I'm saying? So I was getting physical on a Sunday, and um, I was out there on the soccer field and, and, and just getting fit. And, and Rosa understands this, so she let me go. She just said, all right, go ahead. So I'm out there praying. And, and, and don't miss what I'm trying to say. I'm talking about when you're serious about your God and you have an experience with your God. Yeah, so I'm out there, and, and, and I'm playing, and, and it's halftime. And then I notice some brothers. I'm playing with them. Simone, they're from, some of them are from Afghanistan. Homeboy shh, rolled out a little piece of um, sheet. Yeah, so I'm like, what is he up to right here? And homeboy turned that thing at an angle. Sunset. And homeboy fell down. In public and started worshiping his God. I backed away and said, Whoa, on, brother. This is not worshiping time. I came to play soccer. That's what I came to do. When you're connected with your God, it doesn't matter where you are, what time it is, you can just give God a praise for what he has done for you. You can share what he has done for you with someone. What a powerful testimony. He burnt that in my mind. It doesn't matter where you are. I can worship my God. Well, well, well what does a disciple do then? Then, then, then? Corey, what does a disciple do? What does a disciple do? Well, well, the Bible, that's where I found it. I found it in the Bible, said the Bible church. Yeah, yeah. Matthew 28, Matthew chapter 28, 18 to 19. Hold, stay with me. Stay with me. Look at your word. Zip that baby up, brother. Zip it out. Yeah. Matthew 28, 18 to 19. And the Bible says, talk about what does a disciple do. What are you? What does a disciple do? And the Bible says, And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go! A disciple? A disciple goes. <laughs> a disciple must go. If you're not going, you're not a disciple. You're something else. Go ye therefore and teach all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the... 
then why are you a disciple? Why bother come? Why bother wear this, this thing called disciple looking great? Why bother? John 15, 14. John chapter 15, verse 14. John the 15 chapter, verse 14. Yeah, I know you can get the DVD, but I want you to look at the verse. Look at the verse with me. You can, you can get excited about this. Bible says, ye are my friends. Ye are my what? Whoa, 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 whoa. If you do whatsoever I command you, mm -hmm. if you're my buddies, you're my homies, you're my, can't say that because that's an animal, you are my friends, my brothers, you are my family. I call you brother. If you go, if you do whatsoever I commanding you. Understanding the doctrines is one thing. It's okay to understand the doctrines. Mm -hmm. That's one step. That's why we give you Bible studies. Uh, but, 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 but getting baptized, that, 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 that Tasha, that, that second step. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Getting baptized, that second step. But no, but no, the ultimate third step. You've got to be a disciple. Problem with us now is that some of us, help me, some of us, some of us are stuck at being just a believer. Some of us just got the lessons. We were great with lessons. I know people who just want to take lessons. They'll take lessons from 29 to 2009 to 2012. Never want to be baptized. They just love lessons. <laughs> We love, pastor, bring me lessons. We love lessons. <laughs> love lessons. But then you got some people who are baptized. And they just love drinking the word. Every Sabbath they drink the word. And they're feasting on the word. And, and, and they go home and, 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 and get indigestion. <laughs> you know, that wasn't in here. Oh, boy. Go home and get in this session because you feasted on the word and you didn't do no exercise with the word. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes, Lord. Thanks for that one. Why are you disciples? Matthew 16, verse 24. Jesus says, Jesus says, Jesus says, if. See that one again, Steve? See that one? If. If. Two letter word, but very powerful, brother. If you love me. Anybody ever said that to you? If you, whenever somebody say if, watch out. Well, if you loved me, you, you would. <laughs> Carl, Carl, have you ever tried that with your parents? Well, if you love me, mom, you know you'd let me go. Not yet, but you're going to try it, huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know kids up in here, they, they do that quick one all the time. But you don't try that with me. No. If you love me, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up the... You know, it never said take up the, 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 the commandments. That's another sermon, though. But it said take up the cross. 
Take up the cross, Jesus says, and follow me. A disciple follows Jesus. Yes, yes, yes. A disciple follows Jesus. And, 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 and Christ came to serve. So if you want to be a real disciple, can I get real with you? If you want to be a real disciple, then you ought to be following Christ. And Christ took up his cross, and, 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 and if he took up his cross as his disciples, we must also take up our cross and follow, follow him. And not only that, you know, uh, the beautiful thing with this, you know, you know, yes, yes, Sister Cooper, the beautiful thing with this is that Jesus provides the tools we need. Jesus is not Pharaoh. Jesus is not telling you, go, go make me bricks and don't give you the, the ingredients. Jesus says, the Bible says, uh, he'll provide the tools. The Holy Spirit equips you, empowers you to do the work, Neftali. To do the work. 1 Corinthians 12. 1 Corinthians 12, 4 and 7. And Ephesians 4, 1, 7. Now, I can't wait for you. Let us know the gifts are given for the edification of the body. Edification. Hey, I like that word. Say edification. Edification of the body. But once the gifts, Eva, are given to us, we must use them. <laughs> yeah, I know I wouldn't get no amen for that. You know, that's all right, though. It's all right. I got my elder here. You got my back, right? Yeah, I know you got my back. When we receive the gifts of God, we are supposed to use them in, in the book of Acts, 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 Acts, yeah. Acts 1, verse 8, Acts chapter 1, verse 8. I'm going to give you a couple of these to show you that when you receive the word of God, when you receive the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit system is, when you receive the Holy Spirit in your life, yes, you start getting busy for Jesus. And no disciples in church not doing anything for Jesus. You're not no disciple. You may be a member and you may be a believer, but you're not a disciple. See, Acts 1 verse 8 says, but, but, but you shall receive power. Then when they received the power, they went out and proclaimed the gospel. Acts 2 verse 4, being filled, begin to speak. Acts 2 38, they received the Holy Spirit and did house-to-house -house ministry. July, amen. And, and Acts 20 verse 35, they started giving more than they received. I wonder if that's why we don't give as we ought to in abundant life. Spirit received immediate action. That's right, Russ. But if there's no action, if you don't use your gift, then why should God waste his time on you? 
you invest in anything that don't bring back no return, you wouldn't do that. You wouldn't waste your time. Anybody up in here would waste their time on something that does not um, return any benefits? Maybe some other church people, but not Seventh-day Adventists. <laughs> so I came today to let you know that the church is blessed with gifts, and everybody got one. Ella Flanters, everybody got some gifts. There's plenty for everybody. We can't run out of gifts. There's lots for all of us. Ah, yes, 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 yes. When we pass ourselves, when we pass ourselves, when we get past ourselves and glorify God with our gifts and our talents, our lives and our church will be set ablaze. And there's, I told you, there's something for everybody. Romans 12, 6 to 8. I got a couple more. I got a couple more. Just turn those. You tired about turning your Bible? No. Turn the Bible then. Yeah. Yeah. That's why we came. That's why we came. We, yeah, we came to look in the Word. Romans 12. I repeat it for you. Romans 12, 6 to 8. Yeah. Romans 12, 6 to 8. We have different gifts. Time is, time is running out. We have different gifts according to the grace given us. If a man's gift is... Oh, you're with me. Prophesying. Let him use it in proportion to his faith. If it is ministry or serving, let him serve. If it is teaching, let him teach. If it is encouraging, let him encourage. If it is contributing to the needs of others, let him give generously. If it is leadership, let him govern diligently. If it is showing mercy, let him do it. How? Yes. Say it. How? Yes. You're doing God's work and you're doing it like you... Like you don't know who you're doing it for. Cheerfully. And 1 Corinthians 12, 28 12, 28, 1 Corinthians 12, 28. And uh, God hath set some in the church. God did it. Not the pastor. God did it. God hath set some in the church. First apostles, secondarily prophets, thirdly teachers. After that, miracles, then gifts of healings, helps, governments, diversities of tongues. There's something for everybody, Jezreel. Something for you. Something for me. Everybody get a slice of the pie. <laughs> Something for everybody, Ashley. Something for everybody. And, 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 and guess what? Guess what? If you can't do none of these, Jehan, if you can't do none of these, I'm so glad how Paul puts it inspired by God. You know, Paul says, hey, man, listen, 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 listen. If you can't do none of the other things, play, sing, teach, read, run, handle tracks, knock on the door. There's something you can do. The Bible says you can help somebody. 
The gift of helps. You can help somebody. And I was sharing with Dr. Rock this week. I was, say, I was saying, and he, and he said to me, as soon as I shared this part, he said to me, if I can help somebody, <laughs> then my living wouldn't be in vain. <laughs> you, see, you see, church, 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 church. I'm, I'm going to wrap up now. I'm going to wrap up now. I'm going to wrap up right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. When God has done something in your life, there's no way. No way you can't be grateful and, and happy. Maybe, maybe he didn't do anything for you. I wonder. But, but, be in church 15, 20 years, 30 years, never bring nobody to Jesus? Huh? You're just a professional Adventist, aren't you? <laughs> just a professional Adventist. Come to work, get your work on, go home, take your suit off, and sometimes take your religion off too. <laughs> but I got one last text. Play something for me. Thank you, Brown. But when God lays his hand on you, it's not by accident. God planned the whole thing all along. Last text, Mark chapter 1, 40 to 45, tells us about a brother. A brother who had a problem. He had a problem in his life. He was sick. And all of us are sick, aren't we? Yeah. He was sick. He had leprosy all over him. And he went to Jesus and, 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 and besieged him, kneeling down to him and saying unto him, If thou wilt. Thou can make me clean. And Jesus moved with pity and sympathy, uh, amplified version. Jesus reached out his hand and touched him and said to him, I'm willing, be clean. And this brother got up and the leprosy completely left him. And he was made clean by being healed. And Jesus charged him sternly, sharply, threateningly, and with earnest admonition, acting with deep feeling, thrust him forth and sent him away at once, and said to him, See that you tell nothing of this to anyone, but be gone, show yourself to the priest, and offer for your purification what Moses commanded as a proof and evidence and witness to the people that you are really healed. Verse 45, but! But church, but Jesus did something for him. But Jesus cleansed him physically, but, but some of the power went in internally. And the man couldn't help himself. He was changed in a harmonious way. He was changed completely, and he couldn't help himself. He said, 
I could hear him saying, I said I wasn't. Said I wasn't. But I couldn't help myself. <laughs> he went out and began to talk so freely about it and blaze abroad the news, spreading it everywhere that Jesus could no longer openly go into a town, but was outside in lonely desert places. But the people kept on coming to him from all sides and every quarter when Jesus has done something in your life, you can't keep quiet. When Jesus has done something for you, you can't just sit on your hands. You can't just sit on your spiritual gifts and watch the church languish. You got to do something. Said I wasn't. You've got to do something for Jesus. I'm wrapping up now. I'm done. I'm done. You can't help it. It's in your DNA. You, you've got to, it got to come out. It has to come out. It has to come out. It has to come out. You're doing something for Jesus. It has to come out. You can't help yourself. Said I wasn't going to tell nobody. But I couldn't keep it to myself. Say that, church. But I couldn't. Said I wasn't going to sing about it. But I. Oh, get with it, get with it, get with it. Said I wasn't going to preach about it, but I. <laughs> Said I wasn't going to shout about it, but I. Said I wasn't going to pray about it, but I. For what the Lord has done for me. You know why? You ought to have been there. When he saved my soul. You ought to have been there. When he put my name on the roll. So that's why. That's why. I'll keep on walking. And I'll keep on talking. And even if you don't like my singing. I'll keep on singing. Because of what the Lord has done for me. Stand with me, church. I've been saying I was done for about 10 minutes ago. But I'm done now. Well, not really. But you're going to stay here and listen to this appeal. Stand still. I know there are people up in here that are just professional Adventists. I know you know yourselves. And let me tell you, it's not difficult, you know, to be a professional Adventist. It's not hard, young people. It's not hard to be a professional Adventist. It really isn't. Just don't do anything. <laughs> That's all it takes. Just don't do anything, and you're a professional Adventist. You wear the suit, you wear the tie, you do the walk, you eat the right veggie food. You do all of them nice things. You go vegan and all of that stuff. You wear the right dress, dress right, you eat right. You even have good old Adventist talk. 
You pray the Adventist way. So you just become a professional Adventist. So from week to week, you go through the motions. Nothing changed. Nothing's different. But some, something is wrong with that picture. There's something wrong with it. Holy Ghost want to do something in your life, but you, you're not letting him do it. He's talking to you right now. Say it ain't so. So the question today, if you missed everything I said in all my excitement, you know, the question is, are you doing enough? I don't care how old you are. I don't care how young you are. A little boy did something for Jesus. Jesus multiplied what he did, fed 5,000 and more. Hmm? Little boy. We find young men in the Bible, young women in the Bible. We find old people doing something for Jesus. You are as young as really your mind tell you. Some of you I admire you being at your age. You do some things. I'm like, Lord, bless me. I'd like to be able to do that at 80. I'd like to just walk up in prayer meeting like a conqueror at 83. See, older folk know that they just got a little bit of time, so they're not worried about the foolishness that goes on around. They don't want to be no gossip. They don't want to be nothing. They, they, know, they know their time is coming, so they just want to draw closer to Jesus. That's all that consumes their lives. They know what it's all about. But then you're young. You got to play the game. Isn't it a game? You play with God. So today, I know, you know, I know you heard lots of preachers. <laughs> and I ain't the best of them. Some of you won't be convinced or persuaded by one today. But, but, but perchance, while... Sister Robin is playing such a wonderful piece, and your heads are bowed up. I'm wondering if somebody here today want to say, Lord, I want to do more. If you want to do more, come down to the front. Let's pray about this. Touch Jesus. Jesus touches us. I want to do more. That's the first appeal. I want to do more. I want to do more for Jesus. I want to do more. Wasn't that simple enough? I want to do more for Jesus. I'm getting louder, I know. I want it to sink in softer. I want to do more. I want to do more. That's my first appeal. You're not worried about nobody, no group, nowhere, no clique, none of that. I want to do more. I want to please the Lord with my gift. 
That's what I want to do. I don't no longer want to be. That's double negative, I know, for emphasis. I don't want to be. I don't want to be just a professional Adventist. Praise God for you that came. And then final appeal is this. I still got time. Final appeal. This wasn't the sermon you planned for today, I know. But you don't have a relationship with Jesus. And right now you're saying, this is my time. A lot of people are up there, so let me sneak in up there with them. If you would like some Bible studies to learn more about Jesus, Bible studies, learn more. We got Bible workers here. They'll start studying with you immediately. Like in the Gospels, immediately we'll study with you. So if you'd like Bible studies, just raise your hand. Raise your hand where you are. Look at that little hand right there. Stick that thing up like a conqueror. Put it up. There it is. Yeah. You want Bible studies. See some Bible studies right there? Sister, you want Bible studies? We got you covered already. You want Bible studies? To learn more about Jesus. More about Jesus, I would know. Bible studies. You want Bible studies. Whoever you are, Bible studies. Stick that hand up. Praise God. Thank you. Now let's pray, church. Bow your heads. Let's talk to Jesus. The only and most important man, God, in our lives. He's the priority. All of the other things we're going through right now, all of them things are going to go. This too shall pass, the poet said. All of that won't matter one bit when Jesus comes. Jesus just wants you. Can he have you? Can the Holy Spirit get in? Can he get in? Father, we thank you. Oh God, I thank you for reminding me that you don't expect me to sit on my talents. That Father, if I don't use my gift, you're going to take it away. Help us to use our gifts, oh God. Help us to use our talents, practically the same thing, but use our abilities to advance your cause and your kingdom advance your work in this city, in this community, wherever we are in our, little, in our little area, to do it with the best of our ability. And Father, we know you're going to multiply as we use. Thank you for those who came. They said they want to do more for you. And, and, and we got work here at Abundant Life. Lots of it. Everybody can be involved to use their gifts. And Father, finally, thank you for those who wanted to give their hearts to God to, through Bible studies and those who are preparing for baptism coming up this month. Oh God, rain down your spirit upon them in a mighty way. For the enemy is upset with them. He wants to kill them to take them out. 
but we plead your blood. Yes, Lord, your blood. Yes, Jesus, thank you for saving us. Now may your Holy Spirit fill us up until, Father, we overflow. May your Holy Spirit ooze out of our pores. Set us on fire, a blaze for you. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, you're going to do something mighty now. You're going to do something for each and every one of us today. Bless us, we ask this humbly, in submission, sweet surrender to you. Have thine own way, we pray, in the mighty name of Jesus. Let God's people say, praise the Lord. Make God's people say, hallelujah. Let God's people say, amen and amen. Praise the Lord. You may be seated.